This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be? A master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. All right, so Jeff Tinker, how are you, man? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for doing this with us, uh, the Boner Plant Podcast. I got myself here, uh, Tim Mazzarana and Bob McGee. And uh, basically, we just want to call you up and uh, see how life's going for you and see how your show's going. Well, you know what? It's exciting right now because it's like a new season. So we've, we've just been through the deadline season. So everybody's getting their new shows in and, and having to go, you know, with Sports Channel, Outdoor Channel, and got all that in. And so once you get this time of year, now we can start thinking about deer for this coming year. So, so we're pumped up. So with the show, does the show air generally the year before, right? So like you'll be airing 16 stuff this year? Yeah, so everything we shot last year just started airing. Last night was our premiere. Wednesday night was the premiere of Buck Ventures. And, uh, you know, I think Wednesday is 830 Central. That is awesome. What, what, was, uh, what would you say would be one of your best highlights from 16 that we're going to see? Know, it was, I mean, last night was a great episode. It was, uh, you know, we shot, I shot a big muley, and it, it'll be on, I think, again tonight and maybe tomorrow. I mean, there's like five earnings a week. But uh, so that was my first mule deer. So 181-inch deer, spot stock. Uh, so it was big. And, and really what happened last year was it was, uh, I think what happened to a lot of people, it was just a struggle. It was a struggle for us. I mean, everywhere we went was a struggle. But that being said, the good Lord provided everywhere we went. So if we was on a 10-day hunt somewhere, one of our leases in Ohio, it took me 10 days to get a good buck deal. Wow. Um, no matter where we were at, is how that's how it came down to the wire. Nothing came easy. But at the end, it was all, you know, showing up worth it. And, uh, you know. Where'd you wind up harvesting your mule deer? It was in Nebraska, so we had, you know, pretty much everywhere we go, other than Canada, which, because it's a law of Canada, you have to have a hunt that is our own hunt. We have a big ranch in Oklahoma. We have a big ranch in Nebraska. We have a, a good lease in Ohio and a good lease in Kentucky. And then we have it around in Kansas as well. So everywhere we go, so it was in Nebraska, uh, in the sand uh, just, you know, you know, big white tails up there, too. Yeah, that's cool. So, Jeff, hey, tell us about you. Like, how did you get into hunting and all that? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, just probably typical of anyone. I mean, grew up on a farm. I mean, my deal was uh, start shooting up with my dad when I got four years old. And I'm not sure if I remember it or I just remember all the stories that I talked about. But so really started loving hunting, just going coon hunting. And then was basically raised to the, the rodeo. So we team rope, calf rope all the way through, play ball, the whole field, but uh, just started 
kept right taking back to hunting and and, um, and 14 started following his um, and his luck, uh, truly luck. So between rodeo, um, my dad has had a roofing company as we grew up. You know, I was one today, so we were roofing, rodeoing, and then hunting every chance we got. You know, uh, just typical boy in the, in the Deep Fork River running up and down, you know, shooting carp with our 22s. Um, you know, just typical, always outside. That's awesome. And you, you have a couple of kids too, right? I do. I have a couple girls. Uh, guy give me girls and uh, man they love to hunt. Uh, awesome. You know, one of the deals as they were growing up I had no idea if they would like it. And so I was just real careful how I sure didn't make it go and and um, they both ended up coming to me wanting to hunt. Uh, and, and heck they one of them shot the first turkey at eight, uh, and now been on the show several times. The other one shot a deer at eight. And, um, you know, one of my best days ever, if you've never got a chance to watch it, um, it'll be wearing on my outdoor TV. It's called All of the Family. Oh, and cool. I take my girls out, out to my ranch, and um, they both shoot Pulpin Young Deer with a bow. One of them shoots one in the morning, I filmed it. We were all three together, and that night, one of them shoots another one out of the same set in a negative six degrees. That's got to make you really proud. Oh, it's an unbelievable thing. That is really cool. So you, you, you said, too, that you have uh, several ranches that you hunt. Um, be interesting to kind of know, um, like, do you, do you hunt them differently? Different you know, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, for my, my Oklahoma, I mean, we literally, we have a ranch that we have been on for a long time that's huge. I mean, for it's 50,000 acres uh so it, it's up there in the Panhandle, Northwest Oklahoma, right up in Kansas, up in that area. And so it's a lot of open country. So we, you know, you might find us sitting on a hill and, and watch deer from a mile away. And um, and then just, so you don't hunt a lot. You watch, 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 and then when it's time, you go hang and hunt and try to go into killing. Wow. And, uh, you know, and then when I'm in Ohio, you know, I'm on the ridges where, you know, if you can say 100 yards sometimes, it's good. So we're definitely always on a different thing. One thing that we really try to say with the woodsman, but next the woodsman is, is I think that's kind of who we are. We're woodsmen. You know, we try to hunt and not, you know, we're after big deer, so not spooking deer. You know, really watching our access, being very disciplined about our wind. And, um, you know, very disciplined about when we enter those woods. Is it the right time or something? Um, you know, so I think that is probably the success of, of our hunting is is uh, going down that road right there. That's cool. That's a lot of land, dude. <laughs> I know. I sound like Texas. That's how I was thinking Texas when you said that. You know, we shot 320-pound deer there. I mean, so it's a big body canvas right on the... You know, I shot four booters in, in, in that area uh, over the last 10 years, one of them being a 202 and 4.8. So, um, you know, you got your big deer there. And the cool thing about it is, you know, if you take your Iowa, you take your Ohio's or, or Nebraska's where, you know, there might be a cornfield and bean fields everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you're competing with the neighbors that's got the same food you do in a sense. But in northwest Oklahoma, guys, I put an 80 acre pivot in, so uh, another you know pivot would be a sprinkler, you know, uh, and um, and then plant alfalfa. 
well, there there may not be another greenfield for 40 miles. Ooh. Wow. So, you know, I, I had a question asked me a long time ago. Yeah, you know, how do you, they've shot lots of times. This was way back in the early 2000s when they asked me that. And I said, I thought to myself, I have no idea. And <laughs> wow. later on, I think it was a year later before I died dead. And I never did grow them. I stole them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Put, I put in that alfalfa. And, you know, I might have a big deer that year, but then the next year there would be a big deer there. The 202-inch deer I shot, I didn't even know nothing about it. But, Huge. He, you know, I truly believe I'm not pulled deer from 10 miles in every direction. I mean, wow. literally, guys, and I, we're picking on leaks and bullets, but they're actually doing a piece on me that I actually never use today. And it's back in the day, and it's showing a, a lot of these boomers that I've shot it. And they, they went to this footage, but on July 27th of 2006, I went to an observation blind that was on my, that alpha pivot that we put in. And I took that camera, guys. Now, this was fair chase up against Borders, Kansas, 5963 acres is what I had there. And I took a camera an hour before dark, and I just canned it at the alpha. There was 99 deer in the field, 65 of them were bucks. Two of them were over 200 inches, and five more were over 170. Holy cow. That's no joke. Now, again, now, when it got close to hunt season, I didn't have the luxury of being able to hunt them because they couldn't stand each other, right? You know, they, they put up with each other in the summer eating all that alfalfa. Mm-hmm. But as it got close to hunting season, they, you know, they, lots of them moved out there because they couldn't. They couldn't bear to have that many big bucks together. I mean, yeah. they, they got pushed out. But, well, at least you know they're there. <laughs> I want to be your new best friend. Jeff, Jeff, help me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a God-loving man. you got to help me out here. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, that's that's well, absolutely amazing, man. Honestly, that's uh, that's a lot of bucks, um, a lot of deer hunting, and uh, that's incredible. I think you're one of the only people I know that's seen that many. Uh, well, actually, here's a good question. What's your biggest buck taken, inch-wise? Let's see, that year right there, 2004. You know, one seventy to one eighty. I can see why you don't come to Michigan probably very often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, and I'm serious. I'm going to do some stuff where I, I think some of the funnest times I've ever had, and can take it people that you know. Right now, in some of my land, I have nine tibets on a on a piece of ground, and uh, three of them I got now alfalfa, and uh, you know those July, you know, with hot and everything, going out and sitting on these hills, I take people and and they're just. I mean, that people beg just to go. Oh, I'm oh, sure. sure. Uh, yeah. We just have a ball. You know, let me ask you this. We off a half a mile, but it's awesome. If you okay, let let me ask you this just to get just to get a feel, feeler here of understanding. If if someone if you were taking someone hunting and you were taking them any any of your different lots in any state, where number one, where would you take them? And number two, how long would it take you to get them a 140 or better? You know, that's a loaded question, obviously. I mean, the 140 or better is, uh, you know, on certain times when the weather's right, y'all can come down and we can, we can knock that out of the park. Um, you know, and other times, it, uh, it's my art ground, just like anywhere in the country. 
Yeah. You know, you get the wrong time, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you come. And now, I will say this. I, like the first part of it, I would take it to Northwest Oklahoma because what I could show you, the best way that I can describe it for you guys, I know you've probably seen the Hill videos, you know, those deer and that kind of stuff in, in Montana. But really, when you go to Montana, it's one of the smartest hunts ever. But a lot of times, you might be truly a 125 to 140 if you're realistic. When you come to northwest Oklahoma that touches Kansas there, we can shoot, you know, you just never know what's going to step out. Wow. I mean, I've seen deer up there, I think, that might have been 240-inch deer. Jesus. So you've got, you got your Iowa whatever, genetic expenses, whatever you want to call it, but it's unique as well with the river products and the apple and not crazy people have food, you know. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And, and so um, when you're normally doing this, are you um – would you say you're like a 50-50 uh, bow to gun, or how would you rate your, your percentage? Well, firstly, I'll tell you this. I'm not divided. I mean, the one thing I'd tell you, if they open a bazooka season, I will shoot a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't care if I shoot a big deer out. <laughs> so, so I don't really care. Now, I will say I end up probably with a bow in my hand probably 60, maybe even 70% of the time just because, you know, season. These are yeah, uh, yeah, longer you to have that bow way more. Uh, yeah. And then really a lot of times the other thing that happens is those good seasons, those good days, you know, you can't hunt with a gun a lot of times. Yeah. Don't you find it more fulfilling to shoot with a bow than a rifle or a gun? You know, it, it probably is. But, you know, over the years I've had some great relationships with bucks that ended with a, a gun in my hand. You know, I grew up in Oklahoma, so... There's a tradition of us going out and hunting with a rifle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around here in Oklahoma, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, rifle season opens, and so there's lots of fellowship, there's lots of people hunting together, and, and so that, that deer camp, if you will, is special. So, you know, a relationship, you know, I've had, I've had great relationships with bucks out there that I just chase, chase with a bow. I mean, a 187 brings to mind. I shot a 187-inch deer. I don't know, back in maybe 2011, 2012, I think, and I chased him, chased him, and I finally caught up to him one morning, 21-mile-hour wind, and I called to him at 400 yards. The guy didn't hear the hand, but he could see him out there. And anyway, I pulled him all the way to me. I had my bow in my hand, but in the state of Oklahoma, it's legal to have a buzz loader or a, a rifle or a bow. Well, I had a buzz loader in my tree along with the bow. Well, I had my bow. Here he comes. He's coming. He's at 90 yards, coming through a creek, coming right to me. And I lose him, lose him, lose him. I'm just sitting there waiting. And Pike Group will be just find my camera guy. go, yeah, over here. Well, he skirted me at 90 yards out there. And, and so I put down my bow, and I killed him with my muzzle. Nice. And, nice. Um, I didn't think twice about it. Now, let me just tell you, the puppet killed him. Um, you know, a lot of people understood, but there's a ton of people said I cheated the deer. You know, when it hmm. went to TV and, and people said I cheated the deer and and, and, you know, there's always that argument, right? The bow's no way or, you know. Oh, and no. I'm not yeah. and, and, and my deal was, listen, I followed the, the Oklahoma laws. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing that I would tell anybody. anybody that you're fine to bash me any way you want. I, I, I've, I've learned not to care about that. No. I mean, I definitely want people like it. But in the end, I hunt for me. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, yep. and there might even been a time, guys, that I quit hunting for me because I, I had to learn to go through it. But yeah. over time, I just hunt for me. And, and people want it, and I'm so glad they do. 
But I always tell people, guys, I ain't doing it for y'all. And yeah. if I do, I don't think you would like my show. Absolutely. Right. Well, I think that shows in your passion. Yeah, you got to be in it yeah. for the hunt, not for the, the the video. But you know, I was going to say, Jeff, uh, I was, <laughs> I think, if you could just come with me on a couple hunts in Michigan, I think you would literally throw up. You'd be so upset, <laughs> wasting your time. You'd be like, "What the heck are you guys doing here in this state?" That is the biggest doe I have ever seen. Yeah, you're going to be like, "Dude, this is what you guys hunt." I mean, seriously, it's that bad. Like, you you, you might see like a hundred and I mean, I've heard of people shooting 140s, 150, 160, but these are random deer uh-huh. running around through uh-huh. giant state land and deer that have gotten out of pens, like you know, enclosures that have escaped. Uh-huh. Those are what usually is out here. So don't come here for deer hunting if you're <laughs> thinking about it. You might want to come for like uh, you can, coyote. We got Great Lakes. We can do bow fishing and fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but when it comes to deer hunting, man, we just it's so hard for us. So we'll usually go down to Ohio, and that's why I was actually when you were talking, I was thinking about that that moment for me. We spent a week in. Ohio and we hunted um mm-hmm. an outfitter there and uh every night every single night there'd be a 150 or bigger on our trail cams and they would just mm-hmm. I couldn't we couldn't get them in during the day it was during the rut and mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. I remember thinking like wow this is what these guys do you know because I I mean I'm not, I don't consider myself a hardcore hunter like you or mm-hmm. someone who's out there mm-hmm. getting it done and spending right. you know whole weeks in the stand and this time I spent the whole weeks so we spent money you know so I'm like all right I'm gonna get. I'm gonna eat my stand. I'm gonna you know pee out of my stand. Whatever. I'm gonna be in my stand. You know the whole time. And I saw uh-huh. herds of deer in Ohio. You know just tons of them. 30, 40, 50 deer uh-huh. go through on trails, and uh, uh-huh. never, never did I yeah. see the big boy. I, although I did see a glimpse of a big one. Um, uh-huh. And then last year I was hunting at a spot well, we hunt. When was you there? What date? I was in Ohio. Would have been November. Um, for, it was either the it must have been the first week of, it was before gun so the yeah it was leading uh-huh. up to gun so I think it was like the eighth yeah. or something like that weekend we left on a Monday and left on a Sunday to leave home to come back to Michigan okay. and we were there a solid week um, and I think it was Utica Ohio it was southern um, south east from where we're at in Detroit area man so you thought it wasn't far from me that's right where I'm at southeast Ohio. Oh, yeah, it was, dude, I mean, the the deer on the cameras were unbelievable. I mean, I was just, like, blown away. And and the rule there where we were hunting was 140 or better, which we were okay with, but, you know, coming from Michigan, (laughs) we were giving a lot of crap. Like, dude, if a 130 walks by, you know, and he's like, no, 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 you'll pay a fine. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, you guys hit bad weather. I mean, the the last two years I was there from November 1st. Last year I was there from November 1st to November 10th, and, I mean, it was just – you know, warm weather. Everything was the big boys were, were doing a lot at night. So, oh, they're so good too. Unfortunate, you know. If you if weather is good, man, especially with those dates. If you get the weather of those dates, you're in business. It's hard for us because you know we you know we don't make a living doing this. So for us, it, we work normal mm-hmm. jobs. So, you, yeah. you you burn a week of vacation. To do this, you right. know, and you pay some yeah. money too. I mean, for us, we don't pay full price, but we'll get a media price yeah. or something and do some trades, yeah. whatever, right? We'll get on the uh-huh. land and it's great. Um, but then the guys are like, who go with me are like, dude, do I want to burn a week for this or do I rather just want to burn a week in Michigan and, you know, try to shoot a 120 and try to shoot a doe with it and have some fun, right? Uh-huh. So it's really hard yeah. to. So what, what the guys been going to Illinois now, but that's a lot of money, man. It's like 2700 bucks, you know, to hunt in Illinois. Uh-huh. And they'll get yeah. it for a week, and they won't have like a. It's not like an outfitter though, you know, where they could do what they want on the mm-hmm. land. But you know, it, even there, they've had uh, they've seen nice nice deer in Illinois, but yeah. just not be able to capitalize. Right. 
So well, and you guys need to just uh, start trading down us for a fishing trip or something. <laughs> listen, listen, Jeff. Jeff I, I tell, I'm talking truth. I mean, Jeff, I, I will get you on a yacht. Here. You just let me know I can come down. You can get up here. I'll get you on a yeah, yacht. In our area, we've got a world-renowned bass and musky uh, lake right off Lake Saint Clair, part of the Great Lake system. Yeah, it's the fishing here is craziness, but and we have Lake Michigan where um, one of our, our we own Experience Wild Network too, and John Cedar who runs that has salmon charters they do out there, and it's absolutely amazing. Like literally, Crazy. I'll send you some pictures. You're gonna be like, whoa! Yeah. I mean, they're getting yeah, well, like I've been on Lake tons. Michigan one time up there fishing, and they sent me down underneath the boat to use the bathroom, and I come up, and that was it. I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was real choppy that day. And, oh, man. We, yeah. were, we were out walleye oh. fishing yesterday on Lake St. Clair, and we had three, three-and-a-half-foot chop. And that, oh, was, that yeah. wasn't anything. You just got to close your eyes and pretend you're in a tree stand in Highlands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Hey, Jeff, so when I think of Oklahoma now, it's going to change. This, this conversation changed my, my uh, mind. Now I'm going to think tornadoes. Garth Brooks yeah. and Jeff Danker. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> and they're like, the wind blows up, and they're like, is that tornado? You ever, you ever got, you ever had a chance to meet Garth Brooks while you're there? You know, I have not. He he doesn't live far from me. I live in between Oklahoma City and Tulsa, and he's just right up the road. Him and what's his name in Tulsa? But no, I have not. I've met a lot of people. But Does he hunt? I haven't met. You know, I, I don't know. I've never done a lot of research. You know, back in the day, I, I had everything that he, you know, I mean, I love him. But, but since then, um, I just, you know, he kind of got out of it, and I I just didn't, you know. I know, you know, Carrie Underwood, uh, you know, Mike Fisher and Bud Fisher, who do catching deers, and, and, and I don't know Mike per se. I know of him, but I know Bud really well, which is Mike's brother. Oh, okay. And, um uh, and they're really good guys, and, and uh, but no, I just never have, you know, went down that road. Yeah, we you know, um, Luke Bryan used to go to their deal some, and, and, and Al Dean, but I haven't seen them guys forever, but, you know, basically just, you know, head to the grind and hunting and, and making these TV shows work. Yeah, yeah. that's funny, because a friend of, friend of ours, they moved to Tennessee, and uh, they their son, their son is on the same uh, kid baseball is Luke Bryan's kids or whatnot, the same little little league uh, thing. And they say he comes to all of them. He just sits there and no one bugs him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Nashville, I guess. You can, you know. Uh, and then, you know, Luke Bryan, I don't know if I ever, you know, back in the day I filmed him. He was, you know, filming for Buck Manor, or he was hunting for Buck Manor, of course. I filmed him down South Texas, and, and man, that guy's got more passion. And, and still today, when I watch Buck Commander, if I flip it over there, his passion is unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing, too, to have a musician like that who who's so good at one thing and then is able to be good at another thing and still love to do uh, it. Uh, you don't yeah, see that very often. Yeah. And my understanding is this, no. and you correct me if I'm wrong, but Luke Bryan, uh, Jason Aldean, the dude from Rascal Flats, I don't remember his name, but he, I, I believe all those guys hunt. Well, I know the two do, uh, but does they, you know if the Rascal Flats guy hunts? Yeah, that's uh, Gary uh, LaVox. Yes. Yeah, that's him. There he is. Yeah, I couldn't Gary remember. Gary LaVox, I mean, heck, back with Realtree in the day, I think he's with Moss Joke and Drury's now, but yeah, he's a big time hunter. Yeah, he hunts, and uh, I believe it's not Kurt Douglas hunts, I found out. I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's the girl? There's a girl who hunts, an actress or something. Well, Miranda Lambert used to be on there a lot. Her and Blake Shelton, you 
know, they used to oh, yeah. with Waddell. And, uh, you know, they were, you know, Blake, of course, was as funny as all get out on there. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, you know, they, they love it. I mean, you know, Blake, uh, I, I've met Blake a couple times. Um, don't know him, but shook his hand a couple times and just knowing. I mean, he's just an Oklahoma boy as far yeah. as I can see he loved to hunt, you know. Yeah, that's funny, man. It's just funny because you, you're mixed like two different careers, you know. You got this superstar uh-huh. career. But and then Garth, got, I don't you know. think Garth does. I mean, I've never heard Todd Winter. Yeah, I'd be curious if Garth Brooks hunts. You know he got to own some land out there. He's got to own a lot of land, yeah. I would assume, just to protect uh-huh. himself, right, have like a barrier yeah. to work yeah. with. But um, anyway, yeah. all right, Jeff. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, Buck Ventures and uh, Jeff Tanker, hey, man, it's been awesome talking with you, and we really appreciate learning about big bucks and, what, <laughs> and how many there really are out there. That's pretty impressive <laughs> stuff, dude. And uh, Michigan's awaiting your call. We got the charters. We'll get set up, and uh, you just let us know. Hey, so, yeah, real, real quick, tell everybody where they can check out your show. Well, the show is, uh, you know, like I said, our big airing is going to be 9.30 Eastern time every Wednesday. And then it'll rerun again at 12.30 Eastern time. So, you know, I'm Central, so it's 8.30, 11.30, and then it just gets better from there. So Wednesday night, the big night, so check that out. I mean, you know, of course, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Instagram. You know, and one thing about it is we definitely try to interact with everyone there. Uh, you know, so any questions, whatever, go there, and we'd be glad to answer. Awesome, awesome man. man. Thank you, dude. We'll yeah, see you later. thanks, Jeff. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.